Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing our examination of the book of Colossians. We're in the third chapter, and we spend a little bit of time here, really going verse by verse every episode, right? But it's so worth our time. And so I want to back up, start with verse 12, I believe. Let me see. Uh, yeah, verse 12 is a good place. <clears throat> to remind us of what we've seen, and then I want us to look at verses 16 and 17. So listen, be reminded. If you weren't with us in previous episodes, back up four or five episodes and start there somewhere along the way. Here's what verse 12 says. So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. So just look at the uh, uh, instructions, the commandments that Paul has given us, the Spirit's given us through Paul. What has he told us to do? Put on the heart. And basically, this is the heart of God. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. So do that. Put that on. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. Okay, we forgive in the same way the Lord forgave us. And then he says, above all these things, put on love. Why? Because love is the perfect bond of unity. Don't ever forget that as true believers, we are one in the Lord. We are one another. So twice here in these verses, he tells us to put on. Put on a heart and put on love. Now, in the next three verses, he's going to tell us to let, verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. So the peace of Christ is in our hearts. Okay, It's there. We're called in one body, he says. But let the peace of Christ rule. And I love that. That rule is okay, but it really means to act as arbiter. Let peace act as the arbiter in your heart and be thankful. Then verse 16, Colossians 3, 16, let the word of Christ. So 3.15 starts off with let the peace of Christ. 3.16 says let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So we're very familiar with that verse right there, but now we see within the context of all this uh, that he's really encouraging them as to how they should live with one another. And in a lot of the first two chapters, the things that apparently were bringing stresses in their lives, particularly the earliest form of Gnosticism, and even some of the sophists were coming along with their uh, thoughts and beliefs about things, okay? 
So what is he saying? Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. Let it. In other words, Christ is within us. Father, Son, Spirit, the entirety of the Godhead dwells within every true believer. Let that word of Christ richly dwell within you. Don't quench it. Don't quench the Spirit. Don't quench the peace of Christ. Don't quench the word of Christ. And then he says, <coughs> with all wisdom. And that wisdom is just simply means that with the learning, with the skill, with the wisdom of God, the Greek word is actually Sophia, okay? Wisdom. Here's what we're to do. We're to teach and admonish one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So he's talking about a, uh, a corporate worshiping, but he's also talking about using all these times together to teach and admonish. That word admonish usually has a, a negative connotation in our understanding, right? It simply means to instruct, particularly with exhortation. Okay, with exhortation. Got a bit of a little bit of a little reproving to it, okay? So he tells them and tells us to do this. And he says to do it with psalms. And that word psalms in the Greek is psalmos, and it means, are you ready for this? A psalm. <laughs> well, that doesn't help a lot, does it? It, it literally is the idea of being like a, a sacred ode, is the kind of thing. But he says, use the psalm right here. And it actually comes from a word that means a touching of the string, a striking of something, that you strike the string. A lot of times people want to use this passage saying where it says, sing with thankfulness in your heart. Uh, actually has some believing friends uh, that believe that that supports uh, their understanding that you never use instrumental music because you're, you're supposed to sing in your heart. Well, if you're singing in your heart, do you sing with your voice? There's churches right now that don't do that. You do realize that, don't you? Okay. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is, uh, what's well, March the 2nd, 2021. And uh, there are still many churches around that have just now started gathering together after all the sequester times of the last year. And uh, I, I, I've watched them on, on the Internet. Uh, the worship leader will get up and they'll say, Sing in your heart. As I sing this hymn. In other words, they got everybody masked up. They don't want them breathing deeply and singing. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous from a biblical spiritual sense, ridiculous from a scientific sense, okay? It's all about people control, folks. Anybody with any sense can see that, okay? What he's saying right here is that we're to teach and admonish one another with these Psalms, with hymns. And we actually get definitions of what these words are. And a hymn is actually, okay, it's a sacred song, yeah. It's a song of praise to God. It's a song that really has the idea of heroes and conquerors. It's an honor of God. Hymns often have um, uh, very deep teaching elements going on within them, okay? And then spiritual songs, maybe my favorite, okay? Spiritual songs. Well, what's a spiritual song? Well, the word song is ode. You know, ode, just like you have a, a chant or an ode uh, uh, to somebody, okay? It's a song that's sung to somebody or in honor of somebody. But then spiritual, pneumatikos, 
a spiritual, a psalm pneumos of the breath, okay, has an idea of being um, <coughs> uh, an ethereal kind of thing, okay? But it's literally from the Spirit. Uh, Zodiali says it's pertaining to the nature of the spirits. So what is this? We see that you have the hymns, which have the, the, the major teaching kind of thing that's happening right there, okay? You have the psalms, which are giving praise and worship to the Most High God. And then spiritual songs. Spiritual songs are often spontaneous. They're extemporaneous within the moment. I would dare say most of us have never experienced that. Uh, some of us have, and it is an amazing thing when you see a spontaneous spiritual song breaking forth in an individual and in a congregation. Now, the last verse, 17, let me just read it real quick, and perhaps we'll spend more time with it next time. It says this, Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We learned so much right there. Well, again, we're supposed to be thankful again. And he says, whatever you do, be it word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we give thanks through the Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Gives us some understanding about how things work there. Give thanks through the Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you all in the next episode.